But after my mom passed, I kind of went back home for a little bit. And so I kind of shut everybody out. And I really had to dig deep within myself. And I had to find a healing process. So I, I started doing a lot of praying, a lot of fasting. And for three years straight, even to this day still, I just journaled. Yeah. Spoke life. I prayed. I fast. And I was asking God, like, you know, what's what's next for me? And I just heard him just say, tell your story. Like, wow. tell, tell, you know, tell, tell your story. You're listening to Powerful, a podcast that will provide you with solutions to ignite your superpowers, identify your limiting habits, and help you be more authentic. Hi, I'm your host, Bridget Brown Jackson. The episodes are cultivated with you in mind and teach us how to be intentionally powerful. It is declared that you are ordained for it. All right, all right, powerful people. Welcome for another episode. We are so very, very excited. We have a guest with us tonight. And am I excited? I have been so excited anticipating this day and waiting because she is a powerhouse. She hails all the way from Houston, Texas, but she's a native of Flint, Michigan. You know, we love those Flintstones. So I'm talking (laughs) about none other than Shay, uh, Shalanda Anderson, and she is the CEO of Rebirth, and it is a brand, as well as she has so many other dynamic things that she's done. But the number one thing that I think that she would say that she's the most successful and she loves more than anything is being a mom. And she's just going to share some wonderful things about what has been going on with her. Sit back, get ready. We'll be right back after this commercial break. Have you ever wondered if you were truly fulfilling your total life's purpose? Growing yourself isn't something to shy away from. Investing in yourself is the best investment ever. At Exponential Edge Adventures, we specialize in helping women better understand their superpowers, gain insight into blind spots, and leverage their uniqueness. We desire to serve women who have had career disappointments and life setbacks, but have a growth mindset to use tiny habits to position them for greater possibilities. Who do you know that's ready to take flight? Book a consultation with us today. Go to simplytomorrow.com. All right, all right. I told you people, we are going to have a dynamic, dynamic episode. Again, we got my girl Shay in the house with us. Shay, let everybody know what's going on. Um, A little bit about you. Tell them a little bit about yourself. Sure. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure. Uh, I am a mother, serial entrepreneur, model, speaker, uh, just became number one Amazon international bestselling author. I'm also the CEO of Rebirth Custom Brand. So yeah, I kind of have a lot going on. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Especially anytime we have mama in front of anything, we know there's a lot going on. Yes, 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 yes. I have four children, so I know, I know, I know. I, I trip people out right now when I go into schools and talk to them. Uh, I tell them I have eight children. They're like, oh. I say, yeah, eight children and 12 grandchildren okay. just oh, wow. added a I new. I didn't even know that. <laughs> yeah. Well, congratulations. So, uh, and they look at me. Oh, wow. I said, no, I didn't have all eight. Uh, four of them were wedding gifts. And then they're curious. They're like, wedding gifts? I said, I don't call them. <laughs> Bonus. 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 Yes. Your babies. Yes. Right. Yes. <laughs> so, yes, you have yours. So I know, I know, I know you're very, very busy. And so I want to talk, uh, let you share and 
Let's talk about how you've been able to be so successful and what were those things that were going on. So I just did a little bit of an introduction, but um, tell the people about what kind of businesses and again, what some of the other things that you've done. I know you said modeling, but girl, don't downplay that because you have done some wonderful work (laughs) with some very, very well-known people. Tell us about that. Thank you. Yeah, well, it wasn't always easy. Um, Just to give a little background for people to kind of know, when I moved to Atlanta, um, I want to say like 2012 going into 2013, uh, I wasn't settled yet. I was going there. Um, I was staying with my cousin at the time, so we didn't have our place. But when I got there, uh, a couple months down the line, I got into a very bad, tragic accident and I was without a work. Um, It left me homeless. Um, going from place to place, staying in hotels and things like that. But uh, in the midst of it, um, I started working with Tyler Perry, doing background work with Tyler Perry. Um, I started working with R&B singer Monica. And then from there, it kind of it kind of started, just doors start opening up. But even though those doors was opening up, I was, it takes a while. When you, I don't know if you ever got stripped from everything, lost everything. It takes a while to bounce back. And when you start off doing background, you're not getting paid as much. And so with me not being able to work because of my injuries and still being a mom, then I'm staying at extended stay hotels. Those add up. So the outside world may look like I got it going on. But in reality, I was really, uh, you know, kind of surfing. So it opened up a lot of doors. Um, I did talk shows. I worked with Neo 112. I worked with a lot of people as as I started to get back on my feet. I was in a relationship at the time. I was engaged. As I started to get back on my feet, uh, my mom, uh, my best friend, I lost her unexpectedly um, after 35 minutes after we got off the phone. And that sent me into like a deep depression. Then on top of that, I had found that my fiance at the time um, was cheating on me with multiple women. Um, so we're facing like evictions and things of this. And I'm finding out it's like nine other women. Wow. Like, yeah, like he's like, you know, using my car. I'm trying to hold down the house and stuff. And so that sent me into like a deep depression. And when you got into, when I got into that dark space, it was like hard for me to get out of it. Um, Then you got people, you know, talking about you this and that and not really know what's going on. But one thing that my mom always told me is always to keep God first, no matter what. And I think that kind of would help me a lot. When I went into a depression, I tried to seek therapy it wasn't effective for me because the therapist was giving me medication. I was kind of like abusing the medication. Um, Now I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with therapy, but I'm just saying in that moment, I wasn't mature and in a good mental state to go through it. Um, So as I started kind of going through that, I had to find another alternative to, you know, to boss up, to get my life back together. At the end of the day, I had two little ones depending on me. So it wasn't no excuse for me. At the end of the day, I'm hearing mom every day. So I just started speaking affirmations, speaking life into myself, prophesizing every day. And I did that literally for like three years straight. And the more I started doing it, the more doors started opening up for me. And I remember I used to pray and ask God, like, okay, you know, what's next for me? He stripped me from everything again in Atlanta because I wasn't listening. Like he was trying to show me signs like you need to leave. You need to go back home. And because I think it was a pride thing for me. You know, I didn't want to go back. Everybody like you, you doing this down there. Why are you back home? You know, but after my mom passed, I kind of went back home for a little bit. And so I kind of shut everybody out and I really had to dig deep within myself 
And I had to find a healing process. So I, I started doing a lot of praying, a lot of fasting. And for three years straight, even to this day still, I just journaled, yeah. spoke life. I prayed, I fast. And I was asking God, like, you know, what's, what's next for me? And I just heard the spirit say, tell your story. Like, wow. tell, tell, you know, tell, tell your story um, or whatever. So that's kind of start, you know, helping me. And I think when I lost my mom, it kind of sent me back into, I started having abandonment issues again, because at a young age, um, I was molested by someone that was a father figure to me. And I was taken away from my mom and my siblings. And so, and my dad at the time, he was in, he was incarcerated. I never told him to like two years ago. So I think once I lost my mom, I started having those abandonment issues again. I just started settling in different relationships and stuff because I just wanted to feel love and I feel like I wanted to feel a void. Um, so that was just a little background of a couple of things that I had went through. That's powerful. That's powerful that how, how you've come out of it and everything. And, and the thing is, when we're in it, it seems like it's never going to end. It seems so horrific. And I can relate to you. I was molested not once, but by multiple people. And it sent me into a spiral uh, to the point where, you know, I dropped out of college. Uh, I ended up having two children while I was in college. And it, it just sent me into a spiral. I ended up on welfare and thinking that was kind of like my plot. And that wasn't my plot because I didn't come from a family of people that were on welfare. You know, my grandmother and my grandfather had 18 children. So my mom had a whole bunch, but they weren't on welfare. My grandfather worked and worked hard. My grandmother was a a homekeeper, but she would do odds and ends and do different things. And they had all of these different, you know, and now I laugh because I'm like, came from some entrepreneurs for real right but my grandfather in addition to his job he had a really good job um he was a pastor but he also hunted and he didn't eat his hunt he sold his hunt and so he had somebody told me one time he had this ice cream cart and so he was doing ice cream like okay here he is again he's working a full-time job he's pastoring and he has these other side hustles that he has and stuff too. And so um, it, it it forced me to start thinking, you're from greatness. And I, I hear you say that and everything. Tell the people, what was that moment that you understood? I had these limiting beliefs, but these limiting beliefs can't hold me down. Yeah, I think the moment was, and humbly speaking, from the time I was a childhood, I kind of always knew, like, my mom spoke it over me a lot, even my aunts, that I was, like, the chosen one. Like, my mom always asked my aunt, um, you know, to keep me covered, you know, anything. Mm-hmm. And my grandma did at the same time. So I kind of always knew. Um, but with some beliefs that when you're going through those things, in the midst of it, it's like my confidence. I didn't have the confidence. I didn't even love myself. Sometimes, you know, I wouldn't even look in the mirror or whatever, like, you know, a lot of times or whatever. And I I used to beat myself up a lot about certain things and, you know, the things that my kids had to go through. Like, I remember my son, we were riding around, we had nowhere to go. And I'm acting like we're camping in the car just because we had nowhere to go. Wow. I was like, you know, let's go in PetSmart because I didn't have no money to do nothing with him. So we'd go look at the turtles and fish and stuff like that. But he didn't know what I was going through. You know, I was made it fun. I remember sometimes just giving him, something to eat and I didn't eat nothing, you know, so those like humble, 
humble beginnings, but I always knew that it was something instilled in me. Um, and in the midst of it, when you're going through things, you don't understand it. You don't see it. But I just kept trusting God. I kept my faith. I kept praying. I, I grew more spiritually. And it was just like, you know, no, this is not fair to my kids. They shouldn't have to go through these things. So that definitely made me get my stuff together. Like no matter what was thrown at me, it was like, OK, my God is bigger than this problem. I'm coming back 10 times stronger. You know, I'm not about to worry about it. But, you know, when you when you when I was younger going through it, I didn't understand it. You know, uh, especially um, my relationship with God, I wasn't as strong and I always kind of wanted to have control over everything. And I had to surrender. Like, no, I got to let God control this. He got to leave me because I'm going to keep bubbling my head. And I'm like, Lord, I'm, I'm tired of bubbling my head. Like, I'm tired. I surrender. You know, yeah. and I'm still growing and learning. And so those are some of the things. Just keep your faith. You know, don't keep growing, keep learning and get to know yourself in the midst of it. Like, I was yeah. broken, so I kind of went from relationship to relationship, and it's like, no, I took time to grow. I didn't date for four or five years, still not dating or whatever. It just took time to grow, to learn me again, because sometimes you can lose yourself in the midst of going through those things or whatever. So I definitely would say, you know, always keep your faith, trust God, get to know yourself, and keep growing, keep evolving, and use what you go through as an experiment or a lesson. But I feel like each time you go through something, it's a closer step that's pushing you to your purpose or your destiny or whatever. So use your pain for purpose. And that's something that I'm learning to do. Exactly. That That is so important. I love that you're saying that, you know, one of the things that I do is I coach people and, and I'm a certified disc consultant. So I teach people how to use their behavior preferences for their greater good. And so identifying mm. what their super talents are and then identifying those blind spots and then making sure that we hone in on those, right? A lot of times we think, let me fix fix the weaknesses. No, you need to kill the weaknesses and eradicate the weaknesses. Mm. You really shouldn't have weaknesses in the first place. Weaknesses, we manufacture them. We're all born with a strength that has some blind spots, but we can maneuver the blind spots. But the weaknesses, we shouldn't have. It for, we weren't born with weaknesses. Right. And so a lot of people think that and they say, you know, let me work on the weakness. No, work on your growth. Work on a thing that you're strong at and really, really become. Think about athletes and think about people, again, that are out there that do these incredible feats that we look and we like. Oh, you know, we're in awe over them. Why? Because they worked on their strengths. They work on the stuff and they just hone in and hone in it and hone in it. So that is so very, very important. So I love the fact that you um, was talking about the creativity. Uh, you know, mothers, <laughs> we come up with some stuff. We can come yeah, up we, with some stuff. Yeah, you got to. <laughs> you put got us to. in a corner and, and we coming out. We're going to be creative and we fighting <laughs> for yeah, our we're children. Coming out, we coming out swinging. That's what I got to yeah. do. I do what I got to do for mine. But at the end of the day, nobody never knew what my son was going through or my daughter because they, they didn't look like what they was going through. Or whatever. Exactly. If anything, I was the one looking crazy. <laughs> exactly. exactly. That's amazing. Just the fortitude that we can have. And so for the moms that are listening, you know, just to see your encourage and your strength. And you talked about journaling, you know, earlier. Um, can you unpack that a little bit more for the audience? How did journaling really open up? What advice would you have to other people about using journaling to get from their pain to their purpose. Yeah, so for me with journaling, when I knew I had to find another alternative when the uh, the medication that the therapist was giving me wasn't effective because I was abusing it. 
So it was like, I always, I study like um, successful people and I always hear people say affirmations so powerful and things like that. So I was like, one day I was laying in my bed and I had a notebook there and I was like, hmm. And I just started writing affirmations like I am worthy, I'm strong, I am powerful, like I forgive myself. And I started dating it. And for me, it was like a form of, it was therapy to me. It was like therapeutic as I got to doing it. And I done went through like four notebooks every day. I just dated and tell those things. And I, once I started to write it, I started to see it and I started to believe it. So then I started, my friends laugh at me all the time, but now they all do this. I take sticky notes and I write affirmations they on my refrigerator, my bathroom, the kids room, my closet, my car. I got a uh, like a vision board with some on my screensaver of my phone. And it's like I started to speak life into myself in that when I there was certain things that I wrote out like back then. It was like 2018. I was writing myself. I'm going to be a bestseller. Not even knowing I wasn't even a writer. I was just writing stuff like I'm going to be successful. I don't know what my niche is yet. I just want to be successful. And I'm writing that out. And fast forward to the end of 2021, I became international Amazon number one bestseller. So, you know, just a lot of those things I look back in the day like, dang, those came to pass. It's almost like, you know, write a petition, put a scripture by it. And yeah. those are some of the things that's very helpful. And you see him come back like, wow. And so that's how I kind of do it. I train my mind and I just kind of speak life. Even when I'm in like down things, mm-hmm. I, I just go in the room, say my affirmations. I pray and fast like that. And it, it, and it helps me a lot. And it helps deal with my mental too as well or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I want to talk a little bit more about your book. I want to share something you were just talking about, you know, writing it down and doing it and doing it daily. You know, that's the key. We need to have daily routines. And so I wake up every morning between three and five, depending on, you know, how I feel. Most days, um, my average is I'm up about 4.30. Um, Some days I get up a little bit earlier than that, but I try to make sure I'm up by five. Now, was it today or yesterday? I think I took took some time off. (laughs) I didn't get up to like 6.30. That's late. Like I have done a whole lot with by that time but um those daily routines are so very important and so one of the things that i'm doing right now i have a book club for women that's all year long that we're doing right now and it's absolutely free so anybody that's listening to this uh, if you're interested that information will be in the show notes uh join us and so right now the book that we're reading is the high five habit by mel robbins and so just like you said is get up in the morning high five yourself in the mirror like literally touch the mirror say whatever you know affirmations say whatever you need to say to yourself and do that every day now i'm one i talk to myself i don't have a problem with that but i do absolutely <laughs> let in sometimes my filter and that's what i was going to say my ras that's the stem behind in the back of your brain your brain stem that lets and filters in or keeps stuff filtered out but sometimes negativity gets in because we repeat it over and over repeat and over it, and yeah over. And so our brain says, oh, that must be important. So let me remember this. Let me think about this. And so just what you just said a minute ago, one of the things that I've learned from Mel is to to stop yourself and say, no, I don't think that. No, I didn't think that. And I didn't put some some word on it. I'm like, I rebuked that thought. And, Mm -hmm. and, and, And that has made such a big difference. And even today, something major happened today that I'm just like, like literally I was thinking this morning, I thought about a vision that I had and I was thinking about Joseph and his dream. And Mm -hmm. it's like, 
his dream was, you know, I saw this, even though he was in the pit, but I saw this, saw even it. though he was in the prison, but I saw he this. He kept his faith the whole time. Lying, though, yeah. yeah, he kept his face. I saw this. Right. You know, and we have to do that. And so today I went back to a, a dream that God had gave me in 1989. 1989. I went all the way back with this morning and I said, wait a minute. That barrel full of money that I saw wasn't just my salaries. That bear full of money is still ever flowing for the stuff that I need for my nonprofit, for, you know, just all the stuff I'm coming in my business and everything. Right. And today, I promise you, I had that thought this morning and I was just resonating on that. And within <laughs> five hours, a four figure check came in the mail. Ooh, I was like, wow. This stuff work. Wait a minute. Let me act. Yes, yes, yes. But I want to I want to talk about your book. I, I love books. And so, you know, I'm all about again reading, reading, reading a book club. So tell us a little about your book. What what what's going on in your book? The name of the book is called uh Moms Who Boss Up Post uh okay. Pandemic. And it features um, 16 women around the world um, and it's successful moms who pivot the way to success in face of uncertainty that went through things that overcame things. And so uh, we all share kind of share our story and it's like an empowerment. Um, Everybody has a a unique story of how they overcame things and trials and tribulations. And it's just awesome to be able to, you know, network. And like I said, I never thought that I would do a book. I'm like, I ain't no writer. (laughs) But it's like, you know, it's like I may say I want to do one thing, and every time God's like, "No, you're doing this." This is the plan that I have declared for you. So I'm like, "All right." So, like again with journaling, I just kind of, you know, wrote out stuff that kind of hurt me, and I wanted to heal from and things like that, and just put it together. And it came to me um, last year when I moved to Houston. Um, a lot of people always tell me all the time, "Like you need to write a book. You need to tell your story." Like, use your pain for purpose. My best friend tell me it all the time. I'm like, okay, you know. Yeah. But, you know, I kind of put it off like, you know, yeah, okay. I, You know, I get to it. And when I moved to Houston, my aunt was telling me, like, Ace, you need to tell your story. I got the perfect person for you. So she introduced me to uh, her friend, Tam Luck. And my aunt is featured in a previous book. It's like a series okay. um, or whatever. And she called Tam. I'm over her house doing something. She's like, no, I'm calling Tam right now. I'm like trying to talk to Tam right now like I got something I'm trying to do or whatever so and she got to tell and tell my story and Tam's like I need you she's like I got one slot left and I've been looking for it for a while I need you to fill this spot wow. she heard my story and it just kind of happened and it kind of helped boost, boost my confidence a little a little bit a lot actually because when I was going through so much it's like I kind of lost confidence you know I was kind of lost faith a little bit and you know I had an amazing group of people support and the book just went great first day within I think like two hours, two, three hours, we hit number one bestseller, international, everything national, then became an international speaker. So it's like my life just kind of started changing fast pace again. Next thing you know, I'm getting all these calls for interviews and podcasts. Like one, I got like eight podcasts lined up. I'm like, okay, Lord, like <laughs> okay, you know, so. It just started happening. Um, happening. That's like amazing. That. That's amazing. So basically, for people that are listening, 
you know, believe, 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 believe. believe. It's so very important. You said earlier, you know, but I'm not a writer, but you are. Everybody is Everybody has is. a story, you know, and that's the simple thing. And this is where I like to tell people because I have a, a publishing uh, imprint company that I started. Mm. So I started with my own book and then I was like, okay, I don't want it to say just self-published and independent published. So I started a, a, a imprint. And so my company is called um, Ubuntu Press, which means, and actually I got my shirt on today, I am we, uh, Ubuntu. And um, so, because uh, today is the first day of, of Black History Month. So right. people that's listening to this later on, we pre-recorded this. So I didn't tell, put, let the cat out the bag. Ubuntu, again, means I am we. And so my first book was a children's book that I wrote 27 years prior to publishing it. And I put it off. I was like, you was like, I don't know. And then I was like, yeah, I got it. And I'm like, I don't know. And I was going to send it to a regular publisher because back then self-publishing was so very expensive. Everybody right. couldn't do it. So anyways, my book is called uh, Panther in the Sky, and it's a uh, book about the Black Panther Party. My uncle was a Black Panther, and long story short, he was assassinated, but he knew that he was going to die. My mother dreamed he was going to die, and he still went anyways, knowing all of that. But his last words to my mother was... I got to go. She begged him not to go. She said, please, he was mm. in Illinois and she, he was going to Chicago to work on the state level. He had mm. started a chapter in Peoria and had done a, a breakfast program, was doing all kinds of stuff, sickle cell, uh, you know, information clinic, that kind of stuff. And then he wanted to, you know, help on a larger scale. And so he went to Chicago. Um, again, my mom begged him not to go, but he pointed yeah. in the floor and he said to me, I mean, he said to her about me and I had a cousin, we were sitting in the floor. He says, I'm doing this for them. Mm. And so that just really blessed me. She didn't tell him, tell me about it until right. after I had had a um, suicidal attempt and I was trying to get my life back together. And then she, um, I was questioning her about some other stuff. And so she went on and told me the story. And from that moment on, Shay, I grew up. I told you I was on welfare. I had two children. I was just living hopelessly until she told me that story. And so I'm saying that to say thank you for sharing your story because you don't know if your how much your story. I'm gonna say if it impacts because I know it does, but you don't know to the extent of how it impacts somebody else. My uncle's story impacted me. I grew up, I matured, I became a teacher. From there, then I became a principal. From there, now I'm an entrepreneur. My whole life is different because Mm -hmm. of my uncle's story. And so it's very important. I I know that your two babies are looking at mama like, ooh, my mama, you know, they already already think we super women. Yeah, Um, right. When you tell that story, it it opens up a whole nother dimension for them and everything. And so um, show the book again so people know to support you. Uh, Yes, yes, yes. Boss up. Mom. And that's that's what I had to do. Me, myself, I went through that, the the suicidal thoughts. And, you know, I was on welfare and struggling and everything, too. Um, But it was just hard because it's like. I think because people was looking at me like the things that I was doing, who I was working with, the shows I was on, nobody believed me when I was actually saying like I was hurting or whatever. I'm like, you say you always got something stashed away. I'm like, no, I'm like at my lowest. So to me, I kind of shut down a lot from a lot of people. 
or whatever. I remember, you know, and I just thank God all the time. I said all the time, thank God for like my, my aunt and my uncle. I remember I was sleeping in Marriott parking lot and they'd just be on the phone with me, praying with me all through the night. And I used to go in there, act like I had a room and go in the bathroom just so I could wash up and go to work. Like nobody, nobody, you know, knew the depth because to everybody on the outside looking in and looking at, oh, you got it all together. I'm like, oh, I don't got it all together. But you said something very important, and I don't want people to gloss over that. You talked about the pain. The pain helps you into your purpose. And I have another book um, that I use with my coaching clients, and it's called Powerful, Growing You and Unlock Your Purpose. It's for adults now. But this, in one of my chapters, I talk about what you say. I said that um, pain and purpose are married. They're married. You can't have purpose without having that pain. There's going to be some, now your pain might look different than my pain, but we're going to have some type of pain because we're in this earthly body. I mean, the word yeah. says it, you know, after Adam and Eve did what they did, you know, again, pain came into the world. Um, and so we're going to have pain, but the thing is, is when we understand how to use it and we understand how to define it and not let it define us, then we can really, really take it into a great place and look at you, you know, again, best-selling author, uh, phenomenal, phenomenal speaker, um, just again, you didn't even talk about your, you know, your business. You said serial entrepreneur, tell the people what else you got. Going oh, yeah. On. So I have, um, <laughs> yeah, it's, exactly. It's all from, it's all from pain. Like, and in the midst of when you're going through things, you don't understand it. But now when you grow and you heal and you mature, and you grow that relationship with God, it kind of shows you like the blueprint of your life or whatever. And so the next thing that I have working on, um, get ready for a book tour as well with the book. I have a book signing coming up March 31st here in Houston. Um, and then this year I'm dropping my empowerment clothing brand. It's called Rebirth Custom Brand. And the meaning behind that is I just feel like where I'm at right now in my life, I'm in a, a redesigning my life, rebirthing my life again um, or whatever. So it's just transforming your mind, your body, your soul to higher levels. So um, what I wanted to do with it is just to empower people that, that suffer like me or that went through hardships and just kind of give them a brand to celebrate themselves, celebrate your uniqueness, celebrate that pain that you overcame that, you know, you didn't let it define you and just put it in a blend like an inspirational style. So I have that that I'm working on that's coming out um, this year as well. Yeah, definitely. I love it. I love it. Again, I love your story. I love your testimony. You know, those think about, you know, those times when you were out there, you said, you know, sleeping, you know, you're you're basically you said homeless. Well, guess what? That right there put down on the inside of you some grit that nothing else can do. And so as you're doing your, you know, entrepreneurial endeavors, I don't care what nobody can do. It can't take it away. I remember I laugh all the time uh, when I first became a principal. My first group of people, they were hard. They were hard on me. Like they wrote letters to the president on me. (laughs) It was all kind of stuff. I was like the parents decided they were going, you know, it got better. But at first it was like, because I came in and was changed that needed in the school and that change, you know, kind of did some stuff to some of the people, right? And so they were doing all kinds of stuff. And I had one staff meeting and I remember I laughed to this day because I was like, look, let me tell y'all something. My sister was tragically killed. Mm. My husband, ex, left me with four children 
and I've had to survive. I'm telling you, ain't nothing you all can do. And I ain't even going to all of the personal stuff. Like, look, I have survived um, molestation, abandonment, some of everything. Right. You name <laughs> it. That, this is a piece of cake. And I used to tell myself that I was like, I know you're not going to get upset with them. What they're doing is nothing. You have been through the fire. And so when people understand that, when you've been through the fire, the next level you go to is nothing that you can't do. Because you know what? I'm like, I've been through it. I've been through worse. Like, I've been through it all. I've been through it all. You're like, come on, come on. So when right. those challenges come, you're like, piece of cake, already done something like this. I got this too. So we have really, really enjoyed having you. Your testimony is just, I can say, really, 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 really incredible um, again. And then I love, I guess let's end on this real quick. Let's let's go back to this because you said this and we want people to understand. You said it looked good on the outside. You had all of these things going on. You working with Monica. You're working with, you know, again, some name, 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 brand people. Perry and TV, we TV production. I had an international talk show, but I, my inside was ugly. Yeah. I was, I was, I had a lot of anger. I had a lot of hurt. I had a lot of darkness. So you what know? do you tell somebody that's in that spot and in that place? The first thing I tell them is you have to want to make a decision to change that. Um, and I didn't want to be this dark, angry person. Like, I wanted to be a light to the world. Like, you know, when people see me, I want them to be able to see God through me. You know, I want to be a great disciple. Um, so people that's in that, I would definitely say, one, stay true to yourself. Um, it's okay to ask for help. Don't be prideful. Find you something that helps you, whether if it's a, a group of people you like talking to, counseling, journaling, Um but you can arise from it. Like, don't let your path, don't let that define you because that's not who you are. You know, it's going to help you maybe down the line and you may not be able to see it in the midst, but don't never let it define you. And I think for me, I used to let it define me, like where I felt like I wasn't enough. Like I didn't have the confidence in myself and things like that, but I had to make a decision. And then my kids, like my kids, like that was enough. Like, I'm like, I got to get my stuff together. Like, you know, because ain't nobody going to take care of mine. It's like mama going to do, <laughs> you know. And it's like, you know, it wasn't fair to them looking in their yeah. eyes every day, and, you know, seeing it. And I think, you know, that made my son kind of grow up a little faster. My daughter was young at the time. And my son, it was almost like he felt like he had to be the man, you know. And you know, you're a kid. You be a kid, you know. you That's yeah. not your responsibility. And I get it because you see mom doing this. You see mom doing that. But just definitely, um, you know, stay stay true to yourself. Keep God first and find you something that works for you, whether it's, um, like I said, a group of people you like talking to, counseling, therapy, journaling, going for a walk. But let that anger, if you got to go in your room, close the door, just scream, let it out. Because that, you know, that hurt and that pain, it builds up. And I used to catch myself sometimes, you know, having arguments with somebody. They didn't even do anything to me. And I'm just exploding. Because I had so much, I was carrying so much trauma from the time I was a kid. And that that trauma became my adulthood drama. I never dealt with it. I wasn't ever taught how to deal with it and things. So here I am at, you know, 30 plus trying to navigate from things that I went through as a child that I never healed from. So I'm trying to figure it all out, figure it all out. And you just have to find something that works for you. 
That's good. That's really, really good advice. Um, again, that's one of the main things that I coach people on is uh, self-awareness and authenticity. You know, when we are truly authentic, then we can. And um, doesn't mean at times, you know, I I, I, I just did. Well, actually, I did a podcast a couple months ago called uh, Faith It, Not Fake It Till You Make It. And, um, you know, people have to realize that there's nothing wrong with having this you know, saying I am this, like you said, the affirmations and stuff like that, but faith it, don't try to fake it, fix those things that need to be fixed and work on right. those things. Definitely them. believe if, if God has told you, you're going to be here, then you better believe it. Just be careful. Don't do like Joseph and tell everybody. Cause they might put you in a pit. <laughs> Mom going to tell me that all the time. Can't tell everybody your dream. Yeah. You can't, you can't, and that's uh, that's another thing I'm learning too, or whatever. And I'm yeah. like, you know, nobody's gonna be able to tell my story like I could tell my story. You could say a lot of things about me, yeah, you could talk about me or whatever like that. But I'm like I say, I am who I am, and that's what made me the woman, the mother I am today. And I wouldn't regret any any of those things. Yeah. You know, I, I wouldn't because I wouldn't be me. You know, and that's who that's who made me. And I'm gonna be real and be authentic. So you can say whatever you want to say. It does like. Couple years ago, it used to phase me, but now I'm like, I receive it differently. Like, you can use nothing that you can say because I'm gonna own up to mine. <laughs> it's nothing. I'm gonna own up to mine. Exactly. Exactly. That's a blessing. But Shay, it has been so great to have you as our guest today. I am so very, very proud. And I guess I didn't say this at the beginning to the listening audience that, you know, I do know Shay. Uh, we're from <laughs> the same hometown. Um, but I watched that process with her. And so I reached out to her and said, you know, got to have you on the podcast. Please come on. I'm loving seeing what I'm seeing you do, you know, on social media. And the great thing is sometimes we see people and, you know, again, social media, we try to, you know, make stuff look good. But I'm really watching the authentic authentic you really really stand up and just show out and i'm just so proud i'm proud of the book and proud of all of the endeavors that you're doing and so for all of the people again um you can find out more about shay in our show notes if you're watching uh this in uh, audio format if you're watching it in video format it will be in the description on how to contact her and definitely how you can be a part of helping her stay being an international bestseller uh again if you have any other last words before we uh going off thank you so much for having me i had a great time and just like i said always remember to be true to yourself and keep god first and you know trials and tribulations gonna come Use your test as a testimony and turn your mess into a message. All right. I love that. That's one of my favorite sayings. <laughs> so people, again, um, as you have heard, again, hopefully this has really, really blessed you. And if it's blessed you, then bless somebody else. Um, share the link, share the information that somebody else can listen to the podcast in whatever form you want. Again, like we say, we're on all of the audio uh, platforms platforms as well as we are now on YouTube. And so if whatever verse version you want to watch and listen to, go ahead. Um, but share if it's been a blessing as well. You know that you can reach out to me if you need help, support or anything. I am your partner in success. You can email me at ordainededucator at gmail.com. In addition 
We would love, love, love to be a blessing to you. So you heard in the commercial. So if you're not taking advantage of that offering, it's not going to last forever. I promise you. God has me doing this right now because I really, truly want to be a blessing to other people. And so, again, we'd love to hear your feedback. If you have comments or whatever, please email me. And as I always say, coach me and I learn. Challenge me and I grow. Believe in me and I win. I believe in you. You are a winner. God bless you.